Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. To call in to future episodes, the number is 1-833-703-0424. The show is recorded live the second and fourth Sunday of every month. Please subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing on YouTube to watch it live or patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast to watch on demand. The cosmic channels are open. All right, we're live. Woo, I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And tonight, back on Cosmic Channels, baby, Sub Sans Andrew. He's, he uh, might make a late appearance, but I don't know. I got a really bad echo. Oh, there it goes. I had a bad echo, but uh, holy, listen, the heat wave coming across the Pacific North- Northwest is unbelievable. Uh, it's hotter here than Mexico today. It's insane. Um, but... Anyways, let's get right into the Cosmic Channels. If you got any crazy stories, UFO, theories on conspiracies, uh, you've seen aliens, you've seen cryptids, your thoughts on the universe, we want to know. Uh, now's your chance to call. Talk to us live. one 703 You got a good story? Fuck you. Call us. Boom. You heard the man. And just like that, we got someone on the line. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going Good on, brother. man? First call of the night. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Calvin from Parts Unknown. From I was Parts? actually uh, yeah. like it. Theory, theory of the week two weeks ago. I'm the guy with the ZZ Top beard on the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. man. Thanks for the call. Uh, you inspired me to call in. So, um, Perfect. I was it the ghost, swearing and cussing you out? Was it, yeah. Was it the fuck you call us? Is that what sold you? <laughs> yeah, I'll watch this. Fuck you, I will call. <laughs> All right, perfect. There you it, go. It's working. Worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got a ghost story for you. If, uh, oh fuck hell yeah. yeah, let's hear it. All right. So for for some context, I'm a retired police officer. I've seen all in a busy area. I've seen all kinds of shit. I used to work for a funeral home, uh, transport and delivering bodies. So I've been in all kinds of weird creepy situations but uh this was back when i was in college i was working security at a uh, hospital and they had different uh campuses around and you got sent to different ones and i always hated to go to this old one it was like a just far away pain in the ass but it was kind of creepy too only one that ever gave me creeps um but so i go in there working midnight shift to re- you relieve the guy and there there's a conference room downstairs and uh, he's like, hey, there's food in there. You know, it's kind of a common practice. They leave the food from the meetings that end, and you go in there. College kid, you're eating free food. And uh, so I'm in there loading up my uh, plate. And basically, while I'm wearing a security uniform with a duty belt and a Kevlar vest, and I feel like a finger on the back, like where my shoulder blades, and it runs all the way down to my duty belt, like someone poked you and then ran their finger down and i turn around and i'm trying to figure out like what the fuck was that and probably took me you know 10 seconds and i'm like fuck this i'm out of here you know put my food down and walked out and later on i'm thinking about it through the night i'm like i didn't imagine it 
I'm wearing this vest. It was a poke, you know, and uh, I ended up talking to a couple of the older ladies that worked there. The one lady had been there like 30 years. And I was like, that's kind of creepy down there. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's the old ER. It's it's like haunted as hell. Mm. And uh, she said, did you see anybody? And I was like, no, kind of felt somebody. And she said, there's dozens of stories of a guy. They, they all described him the same, wearing jeans, no shirt, holding his arm, walking around. That's, and when the nurses would go, cold, go to check on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nurses would go to check on him or find him. They could never find him. So that out of out of all my weird experiences, that's the one I could just never explain. Oh. And that's the only I've, I've been in a hundred funeral homes and morgues and everything. And that's the only one that ever gave me like the creeps. It's like when we had to transport bodies there. It was like open the door, and shove them in, and call it good. But well, it, it kind of makes sense because you know we've talked about it many times before of like you know, those traumatic deaths where, you know, people cling to life. And, and if, if this was an old ER, right, you would see a lot of that passing through would be my guess. So, you know, the chance for lingering spirits would probably be higher there uh, than in just like a regular old funeral home. That was, that was all it was. I'd say. Yeah. And I, like I said, out of all the weird shit I've seen, that's the one I could just never explain. And I know I didn't imagine it. And that was the one that's like it. I always think of like when say people always say what's the weirdest thing you saw or heard you know happened to you. I always say that one. So now when the, when you felt the like the the finger go down your spine, was it like did they push? Was it like just on your on your on your clothing, or did you feel it like actually like push into your skin? Like feel the pressure uh, into the into the clothing. Like it would be like a person would walk up and touch you, uh, and then just run their finger down your back. And I like I say, I was wearing this. Kevlar vest or Heavy not, duty, yeah. you know, there was some pressure there. And that was the thing. It's like, I'm in this room by myself. Oh man. That it, was the creepiest gave me some shivers. What, uh, what, yeah. are, what are your thoughts or theories on like the supernatural ghosts and such? What do you think that is? Uh, I, I like in my family, like my, you know, grandpa and grandma is always, told stories about their old house was haunted and stuff. So, I mean, I guess I grew up with it, but that's the first experience I've had where, uh, actually like, like an experience, but then also you can, you know, you get that, that feeling. And like I say, I've been around, I've delivered, uh, bodies to morgues where I'm the only person out there's 20 people and they're dead and you don't get any weird feeling, but I always got a weird feeling down in that, area when we had to do that more Fuck. how long did you do that job for uh that was for three years and then i uh, went to work for the police department after that crazy and then and then after that i mean that was it like that was my like my only supernatural event cool cool i just wanted to call and share it i appreciate it no thanks that's a yeah, that's a legit freaky ghost encounter. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Keep up the show. I enjoyed it. I've been listening to you since the beginning. Hey, man, we appreciate the support. All right. We'll see you. Have a good one. All right. Bye. What was the actual, like, finger down the spine? It's creepy. I don't like nope. that. Nope. Never been touched by a ghost. No. But I don't want to be. Uh, I imagine it would give you the 
heebie-jeebies forever. A nice ghost call to uh, kick things off tonight. Um, but again, our topic isn't ghosts. It's anything. So anything. you don't don't feel like you heard a ghost story. You have to tell a ghost story. We'll take any call. You want? You got UFO stories, alien stories, poltergeist stories, Slenderman stories, Bigfoot stories, Chupacabra stories. Fuck you. Call us. We want to hear them. Boom. Just like that. Yeah, they listened. They listened. Hello, Cosmic Channels. <laughs> it's working. It's working. Everywhere. Oh, my God. Like, seriously? Like, I'm on here with y'all? Hey, brother. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show. Oh my god, okay. So I'm sorry. I'm already freaking out because I'm excited. No. Um no freaking out. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Okay. Um uh my name's Jack. I'm from Indiana. Right on, Zach. Thanks for calling. All right. Um my thing I want to talk about was uh Gettysburg. Gettysburg? Like that Civil War yeah. Civil War battle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I went there out like like 12 years ago or so. Yeah. Um, so honestly don't remember, you know, that much, but it's just the whole town, like, I mean, it has such a vibe and, you know, I kind of wanted like your guys' thoughts on, you know, just like what, um, you know, could cause like such, I don't know if any of y'all have been there before, but there's just a curious feeling throughout the whole place. No, I've we I have not. Dan, have you been? Yeah, I've been once or twice. Yeah. Did you get that eerie feeling? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I live I live in Virginia, and like I said, in Virginia the, there the are literally is like yeah that. the whole state is a battleground during the Civil War. There were tons, there were thousands of people who died and were slaughtered where they stand. They you know just standing off, facing off. It was a Civil War. It's brutal fighting. Uh, yeah. When it wasn't standing in, when you weren't standing in columns of lines shooting at each other from a hundred feet apart, you were fucking beating some guy to death with the back of your gun. Yeah. So, I, like, yeah, I, if I were to get something creepy like, like that vibe, Gettysburg was a huge battle. It was a decisive battle. I don't think it was actually might have been the biggest one. I don't know, but um, definitely the, it was a decisive battle and the whole thing like that. But um, I mean, it's beautiful no, scenery. I mean, but. someone from the outside, like who hasn't, you know, Dan, because. You know, you you don't you don't know the the vibe because you're in it, right? Like you're 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 in the thick of it. But like, you're, you're I, I well, I've been like, I've been to Gettysburg. I've also been to Antietam. Antietam's another like was another important battlefield. Like it was one of the first battles of the Civil War, and I I camped out there. Like I actually spent the night there on the battlefield. It was during uh, when I was in uh, Boy Scouts. Like stood there and nothing. Like I I don't I don't remember really anything getting any really creepy creepy vibes as a kid well I've, um, I've never been to gettysburg so i can't speak on that but like i've like two places that really popped to the forefront of my mind where i've had that kind of feeling where i'm like just the even the air kind of feels a little off uh was a, the killing fields in cambodia when i went mm. there and um i think it's a really eerie feeling because you're walking around and you're listening to headphones so everything's really quiet and it's just there's all this death and mayhem that happened around and i did get that weird like i'm like oh it just feels like this is a weird energy around here and then another one at the there's this uh, forensic hospital in thailand where there's like just it's super fucking creepy they have dissected bodies and murder weapons and they have a a guy who used to eat children fully preserved standing you look eye to eye and the vibe in there's just off so i get what you say like I think some of these places can have some sort of that, like that just 
energy that you can just pick up of like, you know, it's a little fucked up. Uh, especially when you're going there and learning specifically about those things, though. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, of course, like I went on a goat tour one night while I was there. And like while I was on the tour, I didn't actually see anything. But, you know, like we were taking pictures of, you know, the stuff we saw. And then actually, like, got some pictures developed and like looking through them. And like in the window of one, I'm not sure what building it was, but you can see an orb in the window and, you know, not trying to like see things, but I swear it looks like there's a face like in that orb. And it is so just creepy eerie seeing that. Yeah. Send us a picture. We want to see it. Yeah. Send it in. Send it in. Alienfeurist at gmail.com. And give yeah, us a description. Um, yeah, happy to take a look. Uh, we'll throw we'll throw it on next week, or if, it, if yeah. we can get it over before the end of the show, maybe we'll throw it on at the end of the, before the end of the episode. But that's the shit we want to see. Yeah, I don't want to take up too much more time, um, but I want to say you know thank you guys for having me. I truly love all of you. Very sad Andrew's not on here. Um, don't be. Don't be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I do have um, a case file suggestion. I'd love to see, um, you know, conspiracies behind uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be a good one. Yeah, that's be a good. Uh, I mean, me and Dan always like to talk about that kind of the that kind of stuff on uh, ATT yeah. Confidential on Patreon. We love doing uh, yeah. war themed stuff. That'd be good so on there. That yeah. would be right down our alley. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys again for having me, and uh, take care. Love y'all. All right. Thanks All right, for listening. Thanks, Zach. Take care. Bye. Yeah, because like Gettysburg, they always say like they see like people see like them all the like the soldiers in their military garb and well, what's that? Journey. I mean, we talked we we, we always yeah. talked up the tape, the tape theory or whatever, the stone, stone tape, tape theory, stone yeah. s- stone tape theory, where it's like you know these the you know these memories and are like preserved like trapped in the, there, trapped in the like dirt and soil and air and just in this vicinity and it just replays. Right. And we, we see it as like, you know, maybe it's a thinning of the veil and you're seeing back into it. Cause, but you know, it's hard to say exactly what it is. Yeah. I know. Like I said, that just reminded me, I was like, Oh yeah. I've like, I've actually spent the night at a, I don't know if it's Antietam or new market. I've been to, t- I've been to a couple, I think it's new. It might've been new market where, uh, that was actually one of the more brutal battles of the civil war and, uh, spent the night there camped out. Um, and nothing. I don't remember really anything weird happening. <laughs> Maybe we're just too young. Maybe, but Maybe. then we always say that younger kids are more yeah, susceptible to these kind of. How yeah, how, how, then how you, young you've were had you? Like a brain of like a thirty year old your whole life. That's true. <laughs> Dan turned seven, and his brain instantly matured to that of a full yeah. grown adult. Yeah. Yes, father, <laughs> I would like some more pudding. <laughs> and he uh, turns British. Yeah. yeah. It's Anyways, a, yeah, it's a. I don't know. Those places can be, you know, whatever whatever you feel about those places. It's like it's they're whatever you take in there with you. It's my kind of theory about it. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. If you're open to it, you know, you you feel it, and if you're not, you don't. Well, I'm not well, saying that. Well, not even if you don't believe it. I mean, there's, I mean, there's plenty. There's probably plenty of evidence to be like some people are like ghost to ghost. You're just not. You could you could be sensitive to it and just not not even know appeal to it. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. It just doesn't come out. (laughs) All right. Got another caller. 
Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, uh, this is Jake from Irving. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. What, what, uh, what do you got for us tonight? Um, so I was wanting to talk about the Indian agriculture theory and like how it kind of grew. Like I kind of have this theory where like I feel like we kind of originated from the Mesopotamian like civilization. I don't know. Like I've kind of done a little bit of research, but maybe not enough to be like this is in fact a fact. But I've, all the facts kind of lead me to believe it. So. I'm gonna believe it, I guess. It's a theory. All right, let's let's hear it. Um, so I don't know if you guys know, but the uh, Mesopotamians and the Egyptians and most of the Middle Eastern civilizations did uh, irrigate, uh, irrigation through like they use rivers and like streams as opposed to like relying on like the rain because obviously those places were kind of arid and they didn't receive as much as rain. So they had to like kind of be smart and either like conserve the rain that they got or they had to kind of use the rivers to kind of divert water to like create dams and stuff like that and then use that water to like irrigate their stuff. And if you kind of look at it, you kind of see that that pattern only in certain civilizations like um, going forward and they all kind of moved out from the Middle East, like towards Europe and towards like Asia and stuff like that. When you look at China, their irrigation is like completely different from that of most of Europe and like even India, I feel. Like they use more of the the, the step irrigation as opposed to the like, you know, irrigation from like rivers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I've been like, kind of following that and I feel like in India, at least in the south part of India, like, I feel people have been moving, like, towards the south, because that's usually where you get the tropic climate, where there's, like, a lot of forests, and you have, like, rivers and stuff, and they flow into the ocean, as opposed to, like, more towards the northern hemisphere, where you have, like, more mountains and stuff like that, where you always have water. So, um, we're talking about the places that don't have water, and that's why I feel like the south Indians were more from um, the Harappan civilization. I don't know if you guys know about that place, the Mohenjo-Daro civilization. It's um, somewhere near Pakistan, Gujarat. Yeah, we uh, in that part we, of India. We, we talked about on yeah. the Vamana's case file a little bit. Yes, sir. And um, so they have like a civilization that just kind of basically just up and disappeared, and they found like a little bit trace elements of like um, radiation and stuff like that. So there's a lot of theories there, but my thing is like people, the only reason that people will move from one place to another is either a lack of water or a lack of food or other reasons like that. They're just not going to up and move for like uh, the, the slowest things. But according to like the Ramayana and the Mahabharata and the stuff like you guys were talking about in the um, there was a river that flowed through that place that was right next to Mahendadara. And the only reason that we don't know about it is because it dried up. And in the stories, it was about how there was a great flood on that river and then how it dried up right after. And I feel like that kind of coincides, like the, the time period of that is kind of around the same time that the last uh, melt from the Great Ice Age kind of happened. 
Okay. So it was like around that same time period. So it would make sense that would that would, there would be a huge flow of water, and then the water would stop. So people would kind of either had to move because of the whole flooding, or they would have to move after the fact where there was like no water, and they kept moving south, and that kind of led them along the the peninsula of India to where they ended up in like Sri Lanka and South India, and where there were already civilizations. But they had been abandoned because of uh, the whole volcanic eruption of uh, forget the name Krakatoa. Mm-hmm. That was like that's in Indonesia, right? So, Krakatoa. Yeah, yeah. Krakatoa was uh, the volcanic eruption that happened in Indonesia. But uh, according to the theory of the Krakatoa uh, thing, it threw up so much ash that it like kind of blocked out the sun for <laughs> for a good amount. And it did create tremors and tsunamis and stuff. So there is, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's this place in um, in Sri Lanka called Adam's Peak or Adam's uh, Cave System there. And they found like ancient humans that were killed by the Krakatoa volcano. Oh, so okay. I'm figuring the people that kind of moved from Mahendadaro and kind of moved south found these existing um, remnants of a few population, either people that survived or like their old existing villages and stuff. And they kind of just kind of integrated themselves with that population. And that's what we kind of, that's why you kind of see that the South Indians, um, Africans and like the Australian natives of the Aborigines, yeah. they all kind of share a, a a really big amount of genetic DNA. And I feel like that that's one of the main reasons. It's just because we're all kind of from that same gene pool, I guess. Well, anyways, this is just a theory and it was built based off your guys' show and I was inspired by y'all and I was like, Boom. huh. <laughs> so, this is my theory. So you're saying that this, that one civilization was more advanced and they ended up intermingling with other humans and that's mm-hmm. where a lot of descendants come from is your main like pretty much your mm-hmm. theory and they carried um they carried their knowledge from wherever they migrated like right. the agricultural uh stuff and you can kind of still see that like them bringing what they had plus uh what people existing already stayed whoever like lived in those areas whatever technology now, they had the, and the kind of marriage between those kind of led to the whole the only issue that i would have with this theory that like seems mm-hmm. like when when we're talking about like you know looking at the evidence of like agriculture and stuff like that is that like we know with the finding of gilbeki tepe that it blows like any of these civil like it, it's so far back beyond like our known mm-hmm. of what existed and it would appear that this city way above sea level could potentially be the birthplace of agriculture which is also strange because there's no water there's there's none of this stuff around that you would think mm-hmm. that civilizations like this would you know start from so that leads me to believe that perhaps there was civilizations even before Gobeki Tepe that were maybe washed away in a uh-huh. great flood Mm. Right. So when we start to look at these these civilizations that we know of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I still have to there's still too many unknowns about Gilbeki Tepe, and that predates all of this. Right? Yep. So it's like there's that kind of like uh gray area for sure. But you know, as we start to dig this up more, we're only gonna learn more and more. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, um, I like it. When you guys were talking about Gabuski, Chepi, I was uh, thinking about the the dig that's going on in South India right now, where they found like clay pottery and gold and stuff. But for some reason, the Indian government's not really trying to prioritize that. They're they're like, no, nah, let's just keep this on the down low for now because like stuff is really shaky as it is. I guess. All right. Yeah. No. Hey, man. <laughs> thanks for thanks for but, calling. I mean, uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys for taking my call, and uh, thanks for doing your show. I really like it, and I hope y'all do the best. Great. I mean, cheers. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you coming up with theories like that? That's exactly what the show is about. Like, just looking, looking into stuff, connecting dots, making theories. It's fun. Cheers, guys. All Thank right. you so much. Bye. Take care. Thanks. I, I think that was one of our first calls where someone's like, "I just have a theory based on listening to the show. I've connected some dots. Yeah. I loved it." Yeah, yeah if sweet. you've if you've if you've got your own Zell's grand theory of everything <laughs> that you've connected some dots and you wanted to share a portion of it, you know, sure, we we want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, we we'll, uh, f- if you can st- you if you can say it in five or seven minutes, call in and give yeah. your theory of everything. All right, we got another caller. Uh, f- well, fuck you, call us. There you go, boom. <laughs> Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Welcome. Um, thank you. Uh, love the show. My name is Lou. I'm from Baltimore. Lou from Baltimore. Have, uh, yeah, I have a little, um, little UFO story. Yes. yes. I love too, it. I love it already. Nothing too crazy. Um, I think it was probably back in uh, 2011 or 2010. I wasn't yet of legal drinking age, but we were down in Ocean City, Maryland. A couple buddies and I um, kind of in the summertime, just where you go. And, um, buddy and I one night walked down to the beach before everything started. It's around dusk and, um, we're just hanging out, shooting the shit, having a couple of smokes and a couple of beers. And we look out and there's, um, in the sky, it's like a, like an orb. It's just, it's a light in the sky. First thing, it's a helicopter or it's Ocean City, Maryland, so it's not too unbelievable to think like, you're seeing a reflection of light on like an airplane coming into BWI or something like that. Right. But this thing, like coming and going, it's fading in and out. The brightness of the light, it's going up and down real quick, and all this. And we're kind of like, what the fuck is that? I mean, neither one of us are superstitious or ever seen anything we call a UFO again uh, before that, rather. And then um, we're watching it, and it's just hanging out doing its thing and um something strange that happens is uh along the shoreline there's like um probably anywhere between like eight to a dozen it's been a long time ships like um like fishing ships or i don't know they were they were kind of big and they were um running parallel to the shore and as the light's fading in the night this thing is still up there coming and going at one point it disappeared for maybe like 10 or 15 minutes and showed up again. Um, they're running parallel and they make a right turn. They head out to the water. Um, and it's just all bizarre. They have their big, like big floodlights on. They're just searching the water. They get the light shine on the water and they head out to sea. And by this time our friends have joined us and we're kind of like, that was strange. Um, come out and find the next day that they found um, a body on a raft um, at sea and 
my memory serves me correctly, uh, the body was decapitated. So um, I'm not trying to connect those two things, but we saw something in the sky that looked completely unfamiliar. It kind of has all the trademarks of some kind of alien floating orb thing and a missing person report at the same time. So that's my UFO story. And I met this guy at that Fallen Ranch at the bar the other day, and we talked about it, and we both still have the chills when we think about it. So, Weird. what I got. How, how long was the orb? Did you witness it again? How long ago? Like, how long did you notice it in the sky? Oh, it was like there for like an hour. It must have been an hour, if I can remember correctly. Like a, yeah, about a decade. Extended period. Huh. Yeah, it was just it was up and up and down. Colored flashing lights, anything like that, or just pretty well the same one. No flashing lights, no sounds. I mean, that's a part of the coast where you get those kind of uh, annoying ass little vessels that fly around with banners on them. Yeah. Um, you get helicopters, you get people who parachute, and it's you know, it was nothing like you see at Ocean City. Um, it was really weird. Yeah, it looked out it was of place. Really weird. Yeah. So an, an yeah. alien ET orb may or may not have murdered someone and decapitated them. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, possibly. So, hey, same <laughs> area, same time. Small same chance. area, same time. It's yep. Just, uh, two odd things at the same place, same time. So. Awesome. So that's a weird one, man. That's I'd weird. love yeah. to. I. I just love to see honestly, something like that. I put my. I have got my eyes on the skies more than most people. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, please. And I see a plane, and I'm like, oh! And I'm like, it's a plane. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Um, yeah, please be something. But that was, uh, I've never seen anything like it since. And when, you know, people talk about seeing stuff floating in the sky, that's kind of bizarre. It kind of kind of looks like that. So, Cool. That's hey, man. Thank, thanks yeah. for calling in and sharing the story. Hey, do do you know? Thanks, did you say when about the when it when about this was like year wise? 10, uh, 10, 11 I'm years ago. Uh, 2010, 2011, because about graduated high school in 08, and you always go down there for senior week, and then we kind of try and relive that moment for the next three or four years. So that puts about 2010, 2011. Right. So I always I always want to know and kind of hammer that out because I I my hopes is that one day someone's like. Someone else called earlier, like, you know, maybe a, a year from now, someone's like, hey, I heard this call on Cosmic Chat. I had a call and I saw the same thing around the same time. That's my hopes one day. <laughs> yeah, I hope that happens. That'd be cool. I, I'd love to meet someone who saw the same thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yep. Keep no, it up. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Cheers, man. Take care. Cheers. Fuck, I want to f- see a UFO so bad now because they're real. When you see them, there's no more of this. Like they're real. There's shit the government doesn't know. There's they something out there. Report and said it. There's something out there. <laughs> okay. Most of the things that you can't explain, neither can the government. So, right? It's fair oh, game. All UFOs. I, I'm starting to question all. You know, you see all those YouTube video and Facebook videos of UFOs. Part of me now is like, maybe are these real? Are these real now? It's this. They're as real as real. you want them to be, right? And they're as they're real, real as you want them to no, be. They're, they're fucking real. All right, one more okay. caller here. <laughs> Hello. Just don't base Cosmic any long-term channels. decisions on them. <laughs> hey. Hello. Can you hear us? Am I on? You're on. You're live. Awesome. First time, long time, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'm Mike. I live in uh, Central Wisconsin. Right on, Mike. Got a crazy story for you guys. We're 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 here. We're ready for it. All right. Um, so it was in the middle of February this last year, and every Friday when I pick up my kids, we always go do something. So we decided to have a fire that night. That night it was about. I mean, it was 20 below. We were still outside, kind of roughing it, you know, keeping them tough. Yep. And uh, my dog kept barking and chasing things, and I didn't know what he was chasing after. So after a little while, my son and I would go walking down the driveway a little bit, and um, you, you could hear something walking across the ice, across the snow, and it was like this ice crusty, really thick snow, yeah, and you could I hear it, exactly but you couldn't crunch, see it. Crunch, crunch, Yeah, but it was really light, though. I mean, I'm talking like... Like if it was a baby or something, but I couldn't see it, but I hear it. So I decide I look down the driveway and my son and my dog are both staring in the exact same direction. And this thing was walking towards us, but it was just tick, 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 real light. But it, you could tell it was heavy, like maybe 20 pounds or something, but we couldn't see anything. There was nothing visibly there. And it walked right up to us like within 10 feet and we were all staring at the exact same spot but we couldn't see anything <sighs> and then the dog that just gave the me chills fuck dude and the dog jumped and it I, you could hear it just pitter patter away and then it hit to the ditch and then up to the up to the road it was all gravel kind of so you could hear it the the volume you know the, the i'm all sorry guys i'm all uh crazy telling the story i don't tell it often so um because it's scary as shit, and I'm a big guy. I'm not a big yeah. believer in anything unless something happens. You know but why? That was, because you were basically stalked by a predator. That's where my <laughs> brain would go. No to. kidding. Uh, but it was like only like, but to, in my head, the way I heard it, it was a foot and a half tall at best. It seemed light because it didn't break the ice. It was just on the ice. And was this? This was so, in Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, if there's any. Hold on, I'm gonna look up uh, as we're talking. Any Wisconsin like fairy there weren't people. any footprints or anything? Or no, we went out there. We go. couldn't see anything. It, it never broke through the ice because you know what I mean. It's like four inches of snow, but then there's like an ice, ice layer, layer across the top. Yeah. Well, yeah. How many? And, like, but there's <clears throat> as soon as I, any of us stepped on it, even the dog stepped on it, it broke it. So. Okay. Crazy. So there's, you're talking. There's a layer of ice above the snow. Yeah, like a hard layer. Correct. Yeah, because it, okay. it, it had been warmer than colder, the warmer than colder, and then it got right, right, right. to. So it was bitter cold for, you know, like a week and a half. It was in the zeros with the wind chill below. So. So you guys, you guys don't have, no, you guys don't have like coyotes or foxes or anything that would like. We'd see it. We do. See yeah, it. no, we do. There's, there's a lot of little stuff around. But, but he'd see it. it like he would have seen it. So it was like it was straight out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like it's straight out in front of you. Like no, um, no fog, yeah. no nothing. Was it, it was nighttime. Was it nighttime or daytime? No. Nope. And, and, and this is okay. Yeah, you got to remember. Okay, so this is the middle of the night. I live out in an old country house, the top of the hill. There's no neighbors. There's I've you know I can I can sit here and tell you I've never had any other crazy experience in my life. Right. Right. I'd love okay. to. Like I'd love to be able to tell you some Bigfoot story, but I don't have one. <laughs> Here's the thing. All right. Here. Here we go. I've got two things that call Wisconsin home that this could possibly be. One, and this is this one's a weird one. I've never heard of this. Um, people in Wisconsin talk about phantom chickens. 
Um, you see chickens, you hear chickens, and the chicken seems to vanish in air. So I'm thinking, right, like that light, if it was pattern patterned towards you, right, could be one of these phantom chickens sure. that calls Wisconsin home. You know, kind of a weird one. Never heard of that. Does that have a cool the name? The other one, uh, rock tossing gnomes. Uh, they're three to four feet tall. They have a coned hat, um, and they vanish right before your eyes. But no rocks were thrown at you. No rocks. Those are no, two no. possible. Not that I know Wisconsin. of. No. Unless that's what the noise was that the dog heard earlier. But I didn't hear that. That's pretty crazy. To me, I'm like, it, it does. You know, it's as funny as it is. It does line up with the fan, like what people say with the phantom chickens, right? Of like seeing and hearing, but nothing to be found, I mean, right? And you know, if you depending. Depending on what you believe, I guess if everything has a soul, why not a damn chicken? Yeah, <laughs> ghost chickens. <laughs> a ghost chicken. I mean, I mean, honestly, if I could put the noise to it, they would probably line up. Yeah, but like that type of shuffling, like you could see it maybe yeah. as some type I of mean, large bird. Yeah, that that would you know I could see it as a chicken, I guess, but it definitely was not visible. Right. You know, it wasn't. There was no form or anything. It was, and this is also it was a nice clear night because when it's you know balls cold like that it's always clear there's never any clouds mm -hmm. and the moon was out so there was a nice moon out and there was no noise you know when it's that cold there's no noise out there especially once there's snow on the ground everything's yeah. dead quiet Absorbs so, all how sounds. close to how close to seymour yeah. was this seymour um seymour, I think Wisconsin. That's like two hours from me so you're in the vicinity of the heart of the ghost chickens <laughs> the ghost chickens no shit. Uh. <laughs> Ninety percent of the phantom chickens reported are come around the Seymour area. There's a massive so chicken crazy slaughter. People up there. That's where that started, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I've never heard of this. The phantom chickens of Wisconsin before. I just did a quick search of being like, oh, I wonder what kind of monsters Wisconsin had, and this is the one that popped up. And I was like, it kind of adds up. It kind of lines up. Some light enough not to break through the snow. Yeah, but you hear it yeah. big enough that you'd hear it walking on ice without crunching through. But you don't see anything, and there's, there's no evidence of anything to be found. No sight, no footprints, no nothing. Huh. Well, hey, man, I, I, that's as good. That that sounds way better than having a two foot predator running around my yard. So <laughs> yes. a, li a little happier story that way. <laughs> yeah, right. Or All right. you have a two foot predator running. Why wouldn't around. put him in your cryptothon? Smashdown though, yeah. probably not going to run to it. No, no, no. Yeah, he he wouldn't make it past qualifiers. I don't think. He'd be a hype man. We yeah. Put him in a hype man's position. Yeah. <laughs> put him in someone's corner. Yeah. <laughs> and th those are real. You can look them up. Phantom chickens of Wisconsin. I, I looked. I I'm just gonna have it. to. So uh, I'll see how close no, I, I actually end there. It's, it's real. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's got to be. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for the thanks call. Thanks for the story. Right. Take care. It's good. Right. People in the chat were saying like. It could have been something under the snow, but like it's, he wouldn't have been able to run away. Like if it was burrowed under, like it doesn't quite add. add no, the the dude's an outdoorsman. He knows yeah. he knows his woods. He knows his sounds, and it sound. He's like someone's yeah. walking here. I'm looking right at it. it. Should be ten feet from me, and there's nothing there. Yeah, Do and dog like, too. That'd be so terrifying just standing there. For I gave me chills when he told me that. And he's like, we could just hear it coming, and it should have been right in front of us, and it like, wasn't, and it's was still coming. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah, shh, like yeah. that's what the fuck is that? Man. I, I feel better myself knowing that it could have just been a phantom chicken and not some terrifying now be, be real. Be real. Did you just UFO? make this up to save him from a two foot predator? Is that what you just, uh, no, made, you, just made this up? I, I, there was, I Googled Wisconsin cryptids 
and there was a site that said seven legendary Wisconsin monsters, and number two is phantom chickens. Hey, <laughs> I didn't make it up. Okay, if you can have a Bigfoot, uh, why not have sure. a phantom chicken? Why not? There's weird shit out there, man. I mean, I mean, people raise chickens everywhere. I think every county in the United States like raises chickens somewhere. Hey, listen, so traumatic. Like, think, they, there's a lot of traumatic deaths in chickens, so you know, there's a lot of <laughs> potential lingering spirits. Yeah, people, people are not. Uh, well, I mean, some are, but many are not very easy going on the chickens like, when they kill I, them. Sounds like walking. That's the only thing I'd like. The only other ex, like prosaic explanation i could think of as something less dramatic is just like freezing refreezing like maybe there's some trees popping sap popping like not enough well, rhythm not though no, not that a rhythm. rhythmatic like step or do you know we talk about bigfoot cloaking right and we made a joke earlier about him being his light on the snow like legolas he has got elf feet that was a joke feet. it's not real they leave footprints Sometimes, if, maybe if he jumps or he wants to leave a footprint, he leaves one. He presses He's, it in. He stomps one and then tiptoes away. Yeah, yeah maybe he poops peppermint candies. I don't know. It could be anything. Oh, right? Dan. He, everyone peppermint knows he, candies. Pee, he poops beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channel. What's going on, man? Hey, what's, what's going, going on? on? How we doing? Doing pretty good, brother. Trying to beat the heat here. How about yourself? Yeah. Same. So, Kyle from Massachusetts, and I have a uh, an aerial phenomenon story for you guys. Yes, yes, UAP. So uh, it's a little red light that I've been seeing. Well, seen it twice, but this one story. Uh, I go back to I live near a lake, and so I was out fishing once on this, and um, with my cousin, and it's getting dusk time, and I see this bright red light. Looks like an airplane coming straight at us but it's red. So I'm like, ah, it's probably a plane thinking nothing of it. And then, uh, wait a little bit. I don't see any, it's not changing either. Usually like the headlights, if you get closer to you, it'll change the angle. You can kind of see it. If you, you know what I mean? Like it'll yeah. get less yeah. dim. Um, so it doesn't do that. It's still staying bright. I'm like, man, whatever. Still thinking nothing of it. Tell my cousin to kind of look at it. We're not really fishing anymore. We're kind of just sitting in the boat. Um, it gets closer to us to the point where we should hear it. I don't hear anything, and it's still as bright as the sun. It's fucking real bright. And then uh, I don't, like I said, I don't hear it. I don't see any of the radar lights or anything. So now it's getting kind of odd. And now it's going really slow, like kind of slowed down. <clears throat> it's coming in a straight line towards us, which is also weird because I live near Logan, but I'm used to the planes and the way they fly. Nothing really comes that direction. Um, so I'm just waiting for it to get overhead of us so I can see outline of the plane or whatever. There's no outline. And then the minute it gets directly overhead of us, it changed to a white light. And then it continued staying a white light the rest of the way till it got past the trees. But I mean, it was going super slow too, like slower than a plane should be moving. Like probably as, like if you saw like a satellite in the sky, kind of like yeah. how slow they look compared to a plane. Yeah. Traveling that, but at elevation, no noise either. That was another thing. Yeah, absolutely quiet as can be. So I'm not sure what the heck that was, but I know we got some listeners that know like more about planes and stuff. Maybe if someone knows what the heck it was, can well, I'm trying to think. Of like, you know, because like, you know, if it was just doing the slow, the slow drift over. I mean, we hear lots of stories of UFOs doing that. So it's, it, I, I'm not gonna just say it wasn't what you saw wasn't some sort of uf well it was a ufo but like an alien craft but you know 
a lot of times we see those uh, like that rapid movement that just doesn't make sense like you know uh tracking back and forth stopping starting uh going so if it was just drifting um you know my brain kind of goes like could it have been possibly some kind of drone and it was just high enough that you couldn't hear it right i know it just the only thing that would throw me off from that is how bright this was because like i've seen drones i actually have one and i know other than the military drones i don't know what those would look like but the thing was so bright it was like staring at a plane's headlights but it was Mm. red and then it changed color too which was weird like the only way a drone will change color like that is if you flip it around the minute you're over us which i guess could be possible but i don't know how they would (laughs) see us if it's dark out uh, yeah, I don't know. and then it's if you're weird. like if you're having that kind of like those that bright of lights on a drone, it would have to be quite a big light, which would mean it would have to be quite a big drone, which would then mean it should you should hear it or hear something. Right, I have no clue what this was, and it like couldn't have been one of the um, the Chinese candles or anything, because that's what I first thought. Right, but it, it it changed white, so I don't I don't know I don't know what the hell I saw, but that's my quick little story for you guys. Yeah, that's a there. That's a UAP right there. You, yeah, for sure. Hey, there's there. The odds are the government wouldn't even be able to explain what you saw <laughs> yeah, no. if they saw it. So. <laughs> yeah, they won't. <laughs> and give you some random excuse and like, yeah. send you on your way. I heard too. I heard that the government was supposed to come out this week or like today or yesterday or something with uh, they did. more. Yep, they did. Okay, yep, I didn't. Have to whole, look into you that. can look up the whole nine pages. Yeah, nine pages long. Basically, nine page they was there anything anything in particularly good on that? The only thing interesting is that uh, of uh, 144 cases, they could only explain away one. Well, and, they oh, okay. d- and they did say there was a bunch that did exi- exhibit advanced aerial propulsion. Propulsion, yeah. That's all they said, though. That's, oh, right. that's, that was the end of the explanation. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't nothing. It just wasn't like there was no bombshells in there. Nothing yeah. dropped. Nothing dropped. Space that. news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the call. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Boom. UFO. I would kill to see any type of UFO. I don't care what. Ugh. Even if I, even in the end, I could explain it away. But I, like it, the mystery was there for a bit. I, I'm in for that even. Oh man, the lines are popping on Cosmic Channels tonight. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello, Zell. This is Burmeester. Oh, Burmeester. Oh, Burmeester. Well, let me tell you something, bastard. Uh, I'm also from Wisconsin, and Mike, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, guys? Doing well. Good, man. Uh, hey, I'm a little, I had a story for you, but I'm a little curious. Did you see Goatman on your Wisconsin list there, Braden? Uh, honestly, it, it probably was. I didn't even scroll down past two because I read the chicken man and then I was, or the phantom chickens. <laughs> and I was like, well, this lines up perfectly. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've heard of goat man before. Definitely. Goat man yeah, is dude. a I, uh, Maryland thing. I don't, I've, Wisconsin. I know, maybe he's migrated since then. I don't it's know. also a BC <laughs> thing because I remember hearing about the goat man when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. There was also like a uh, hybrid wolf bear type thing too i i like sent you guys uh email about that like long before i became the meme king but uh you never read it in the randomatron okay. so it must have got lost oh, it's probably, uh, <laughs> but, if you if you throw it back in there i'm sure it'll it'll pop up to the front we get lots of uh lots of emails <laughs> oh no I, I get it yeah totally uh yeah so i had a uh, story for you guys it's a little different than uh 
cryptids and UFOs. Per- personal story, not not as uh, crazy as the whole John Cena murder suicide thing. But right, you're you're gonna take a few minutes off making memes and tell us a story. That's what you're saying. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm on break right. I'm on break right now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm on lunch. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, hurry uh, up and yeah. tell your story and get back. To yeah, work. get back to work. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, so sur- surfing uh, in in your Waverly Hills there. That was my favorite one this week. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um. Yeah, so my story, uh, actually, personal story happened to me, uh, actually happened in uh, 2018. Uh, so if Mike is actually listening to this, he probably remembers this because it was a big thing that happened in Wisconsin. Um, it's a Tuesday. It's July. Uh, just got done grocery shopping, put all, you know, put everything in the fridge and the freezer, uh, laid down to take a nap, uh, woke up because I heard some commotion outside and thinking nothing of it. Like this, I live in this town called Sun Prairie. It's like right outside of Madison, Wisconsin. And, uh, I'm thinking it's just another parade because we have like seven parades a year for some reason. <laughs> so I live right off the main the main drag there on Main Street. So I thought it was something like that. So I kind of wake up. You know when you, you wake up from a nap and you were kind of drinking the night before, you're still kind of out of it. Oh, you guys know that. Yes, you're familiar. <laughs> and uh, yep. yeah, so I'm kind of like confused walking to the window, looking out the window. And all of a sudden, like, I, I hear the commotion. And I just see all these people running down the street in the opposite direction. And it's like straight out of a movie, like Godzilla or something, you know, right. where it's like, sure. You're just like, what then you, the then heck you heard are the people blah, running from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like half out of it. So I'm confused. I'm just like watching these people run and I'm like processing, like, should I run too? Like what's <laughs> chasing them? Maybe there's like an act, you know, first thought it's like active shooter or something, but it's completely random. And next thing I know, like, as I'm pondering what this could be, um, the whole building just shakes. And literally enough that, like, it threw me on the ground. And all the windows in, uh, in my building, uh, they actually blew, blew out. So I don't know if you're on the chat right now, but I just shared a YouTube link of exactly what happens. So if you want to bring that up and, uh, and see that. Uh, I was the entertainment director at a bar, literally a kitty corner across the street. And there was a gas leak and it had gone into the sewers and it was like literally under main street of Sun Prairie. And, um, yeah, I just, could you, do you see the link there? I just uh, submitted that on, on the, on YouTube in the YouTube chat. Yeah. I just hit send. Uh, I don't see it, but I don't know if you can see, Wait, you I see it. it popped up. Refreshing. It didn't pop up yet. Ref- refreshing yeah. here. Gotta get a glimpse of this warlock. Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> uh, hit send again there. Hopefully, it pops up there for you. Maybe I'm a little bit delayed, but uh, anyway. So uh, apparently, some contractor hit a gas line and then oh. called the authorities. And I was asleep, so nobody. I guess the firefighters came through and like evacuated downtown, but I was out of it, so I didn't hear anybody knocking on my door or anything. And uh, yeah, that's what happened basically across the street exploded and like the whole building shook all the windows out i was still in the building all these people were running away because they were the evacuated people that i guess they didn't know where they were supposed to go so firefighters were telling them to run because it was all under the sewers and building up so that was actually the bar that i was the entertainment director at so i did like all their you know their entertainment stuff and uh, i didn't realize it yet i just grabbed my dog and (laughs) i grabbed my cat and uh i don't know why but i grabbed like a yeah, I grabbed like yeah. a thing of litter for some reason. Just the <laughs> shit you don't really think about. Like the, the, the stuff you don't think about. Like, have you guys ever seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
the scene where there's the fire in the pet the pet store and he goes in and saves all the animals even the animals that he hates like snakes and that's i was described by my friend who saw me (laughs) running down the street with my dog cat a cat carrier uh, a thing of litter and just like all this random shit because i didn't know what was happening and i'm just like running and like uh you could like breathe the gas fumes in or you know whatever they put in the natural gas to smell it so it was like after the windows exploded like you could smell it in the building and i thought i didn't know what happened yet i didn't know what building blew up i just started running i was running and uh i basically (laughs) took off and not even thinking about it like i i normally don't park my car behind the building if i had i done that like all my windows would have been blown out but i actually parked on the side for some reason that day because i had a lot of extra grocery bags so i started my car which you probably should never do but i didn't know what was happening and i drove like two blocks down the street like left the ac on let my dog in the car ran back in to like get my, my other cat and like came running out and uh just like all the gas fumes and everything was like crazy so the next thing i know i'm like looking around trying to figure out what happened and i turn around and see that this was this was the bar that i i'd worked at for all these years called the bar house that blew up Shit. and uh, the owner the owner who was a friend of mine was actually also uh, a volunteer firefighter and my other friend who worked there who lived across the street he was trying to get in to get his dog out of the building across the street but nobody would let him go and he knew the owner of the bar as well the owner of the bar came down and he was off that day but he came down because he's a firefighter and it's you know he's there to help out and he told my friend to wait out front he's like hey wait out front for me i i'll i'll uh i'll help you go get your dog because nobody else would help him and he went into the bar and uh there's actually security footage of my friend like walking around and um he's out front and basically like he walks away into the other direction and everything explodes. So like he's on the security footage. So he's getting hit with bricks and shit. And like he lost hearing in one ear and he never got his dog out for like another two days or whatever. Like his dog was stuck up in there getting all the smoke and everything in the window because it was directly across the street. And uh, basically the guy who was supposed to help him go in the building when he went back in for a last time, I don't know what he was going back in for, but when he came back out, like everything just, blew out to the side of the door that he came out and uh yeah he, he was the only one who lost his life but it was a pretty crazy day no kidding so, it, it never yeah. came, it never posted in in the chat there what was the event called can i search for it uh yeah it's under dream day entertainment if you search sun prairie gas explosion sun prairie sun prairie gas explosion yeah it'll pop up there's like a 57 minute dash cam video there's a bunch of different drone footage too it looks like an old call of duty like map where like like Chernobyl, like afterwards, it was crazy. I was out of, uh, I was, I couldn't go back to my place for like a couple months. I had to go live with my mom for a while. So it was like a crime scene and they were investigating and yeah, I had to buy like all new clothes and yeah, it was pretty crazy. All the, all the groceries were like trash when I came back. Like there's <laughs> mice had moved in the building. Like it was bad. Wow. Oh dude, I found oh, it. Yeah, I for, found it. I found it. I'm going to put yeah. it, I'm going to play it here. I'm going to play it here. Yeah. Post it, post it on the video, man. It's pretty crazy. Watch like this I'm thing. still like fire fireworks and stuff still freak me out today like oh, somebody's driving by like oh shit i'm like kitty quarter into that so like to the left i'm to the left i'm like to the left across the street so basically the business across the street and the house across the street caught fire from all the fireballs and they that all burned down boom holy fuck uh, big explosion that bro- yeah, it was crazy, too, because, like, down Main Street, it, it only broke certain businesses' windows. So I don't know if it was, like, the integrity of the windows or, like, the brand of windows they used. But there were certain windows that blew up and certain that it skipped. 
and all of our windows in our hallway blew up and uh, like it literally threw me to the floor. Like it, it freaked yeah, me out. So I had no ins- clue what was happening. Wow. That's an insane explosion. You, right. you see when the action stars are running and the explosion happens and they go flying in the air. That shit ain't fake. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. a real video. Yeah. <laughs> it um, hey, Burmeester, thanks for calling in, buddy, and uh, thanks for keeping that Facebook uh, group just interesting with all these memes. Just jacked with the memes. Hey, man, you got it. Love you guys. You know that. It's a pleasure <laughs> being your muse. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace. All right, thanks, brother. Take care, yep. Burmeester. Later, Dan. That's fucking... That was a fucking explosion and a half right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, the lines are popping off tonight. Holy... Um, I also think this is the most people we've had once streaming. This is uh, the most. I think this is the most viewers. Actually, well, I yeah. think on the on the holiday party we had more, but we, yeah, we planned Con- that but one. But for Cosmic Channels, con- concurrent viewers is probably the most. So the lines are popping. It's a lottery. You gotta, you know, fuck you. Call us. It's worked. Our fuck you campaign has worked. Also, Instagram it's un- live T minus. Yeah, you T-minus just swear at people and then they minutes. call you. All right, <laughs> yeah. I, I think this will be the last call of the night. Let's bring him in. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, this is uh, Andy Bobandy Jorgensen on Discord. Woo! First time hey, calling on Andy, Andy Bobandy. Wait, did you didn't you just hey. have a kid? Yeah, uh, two days hey, ago. Congratulations! congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Everything's yeah, good. We just got home. To- yes, sir. Awesome, man. Good to hear. We're good. Really? Yep. Uh, I got a little little horse ghost story. Let's hear it. I'm uh, calling. I'm calling from West Virginia. This happened here. Uh, but it started with my dad. He uh, he works for a chip company. He was working a store. The store manager uh, talked to him, said he had, a, he had a horse he couldn't take care of no more. We lived on a farm. So we went to his farm, and he said there's some wild stuff that goes on there. Uh, back Backdrop of the story was uh, he... Uh, it was a horse farm before the people we got the horse off from and uh they had they had about seven or eight horses there and they all they pretty much just let them run around and all of them died uh in the field so when they got when they got kicked out of there these people took over they got this big horse well this guy, this guy couldn't take care of his horse no more. So when we get to his farm, we uh, we get there. We talk to the owner of it, and then his mom was there. She was a I'm I'm maybe a psychic or she could just sense ghosts around. So every time they take a picture of this horse, there would be seven orbs all the way around the horse when uh, when they take the pictures and. She swears she senses it that it was horses from the past, the past uh, life that got killed there. Right. And uh, then we uh, we brought the horse home. About a month later, uh, they came over, took pictures with it, and they found the the orbs followed the horse all the way to our farm. So I mean, it was a little a little crazy that like something like that. And the horse's name was Ghost Rider. <laughs> that was, that's true. <laughs> Ghost horses. I wish, but I, I, mean, I just think it's crazy how, how like they actually followed the horse, like they were protecting him. No kidding. 
Yeah. I mean, horses. I mean, horses are herd animals. So I mean, I don't. When I'm not. Sure, I mean, I'm not sure how close these horses were. You know, uh, what the living conditions were on that farm where they were before they. You know, that horse came to yours, but I don't know. Possibly could be something like that. Yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like they were still around when they had that horse, and it just passed on to our farm. Could yeah, could very well be. It was pretty wild. Weird. Or you name the horse Spirit. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, horses, horses passed away a, a while back. R.I.P. So horse. He, he ain't around no more, but <laughs> he was he was a good horse. Horses are like are, are, are like a they're similar to like dogs, and like they become so affectionate and like become like smart. A be- and become a best friend, and they live twice as Pretty long. Much. Yeah, I think mules are smarter though. I think donkeys technically are smarter. <laughs> donkeys? Don- yeah, I think don- donkeys are pretty smart. Dude, donkeys are the fucking badasses of the pack, man. They like stomp down coyotes so fast. They're truckers. Dude. Oh yeah, they're troopers. Awesome. Hey man, yeah, th- well, I'll just thanks for the story. Calling in for that. Yeah, awesome. No man. That was good. Yeah, we appreciate and, it. And Andy Bobandy, try yep, to get cheers. some sleep because uh, Lord yeah. knows you're not going to get yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> get some rest while Maybe you can. Maybe two hours. <laughs> Call back in when you start hallucinating. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. All right, brother. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for the story. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Uh, sh- Boom, Should we do one more bonus call? One more quick bonus call. What do you think? Bonus call. Bonus call. One more. If you're on the line. One more. <laughs> there it is. You're on the line. There's the bonus call. Fifth encore. The encore <laughs> call on Cosmic Channels. Hello. Hi there. Welcome. Uh, it's ten. I didn't think I was going to get in. Sorry, was spacing out listening to the stream. This is like <laughs> last call, last call, bonus call. We decided to do one more. So, is this just Henry? Okay, J- just Henry. This is just Henry. It's like share. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so I wanted Henry. to. I'm, I'm calling from uh, Northern California, Fortuna, land of the El Nasties. Mm. Um, mm. I just wanted to lay down a theory of mine, uh, following the theme from last time I called in. And I just wanted to talk about how uh, I think it's kind of inherently wrong to assume that we share similar anatomy with ETs. And that could explain why um, they're able to withstand, you know, their crazy maneuverability because maybe G-forces aren't, you know, a big deal to them. They could be non-carbon based. They could be, you know, Potato men already. They could be mashed potato men already. You know, <laughs> maybe they don't goop. have to deal with they just G forces. Back and forth in the they, ship. Yeah, exactly. They could be goop boys, goop boys, or they could like be it. something. You know, maybe their civilization has advanced enough to the point where they've pretty much, uh, you know, kind of like transhuman, where they're where they've gone all digital. Right. So it's not a matter of they have organic bodies, and that would also explain how the heck they've gone across, you know, space. Um, because, like you guys have said plenty of times, uh, organic material does not fare well with long-term space travel. <laughs> no, that that's true. At least, yeah, at least yeah. how we know it. Then, no, yeah, I, I like so that theory. To me, it, yeah, and it, it kind of ties in with you know we we use our frame of reference for you know when we're looking for stuff in outer space, we're looking for radio waves, which is our technology that we understand. And I think that kind of ties in with, you know, 
from our frame of reference, we're thinking in terms of what we understand, both technology and anatomy. So if we're thinking more in terms of, well, first off, they might not even be carbon-based, and second off, uh, they're obviously going to be more technologically advanced than us, then um, you, know, you can kind of give a lot of these things the benefit of the doubt in terms of, well, obviously it's not going to make sense to us because we don't understand the technology to begin with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, the, the thing where, you know, I have, I get stuck up on is still though, there's the fact of like, you know, we can, we can say that like, you know, yeah, their bodies, you know, are maybe completely different than our understanding, but there's still the fact of like, you know, some of these ships are transmitted where we see them go from air right to water. And it's like, like that thing it's like well what could these things possibly be made at because if you hit the water at a at high enough speeds the surface tension of the water is like concrete like just as hard mm-hmm. so like if you're hitting these things yeah you sure. would obliterate your craft so it's like you know they're they're obviously using propulsion techniques and something that it, you know to to go th- not even splash down right we're talking about perfect dives sometimes into the water uh some of the videos mm-hmm. of these things so it's it's I yep. do agree it's probably not biological, but like lately, you know, after listening to like Mike Masters and stuff, I'm starting to lean towards like maybe it's just us. It, maybe it is just us from the future and it's time travel. And the reason we see them moving this way is because they're folding time and it's like it's just how we're perceiving this propulsion system where they're For not sure. even really propulsion. Like, no, or like if they're that say they are, they're probably not, you know, they're not the same biological makeup as us let's say so that allows them to traverse space and time mm-hmm. but their craft their propulsion may be like that like you know reversing gravity so when they seems like they plunge into the ocean the actual the, the, there is no ocean there it's like being displaced as they go the, the, you know if they can go that fast in the air because just because air is just like if you fly a craft in air, it will heat up. So if you go really yeah. fast, it's going to... Some sort of zero friction. Yeah, so some something... Something t- that is preventing the molecules outside from interacting with the actual exactly. surface of the craft, and that, would explain because that would explain pretty much everything. That would explain <laughs> how they would go so fast through air. Because if they if you're to yeah. take some of these calculations, like, oh, it was, it's going 18,000 miles per hour. You're like, if that... that that's mm-hmm. like a meteorite hitting the atmosphere and exploding. Because, like, it hit, hits, like... The, just a little bit of air and that thing just it combusts but if you have the tech to displace everything around you so there is actually nothing there maybe that's it yeah and that would explain the whole you know if they're traveling through space dealing with any sort of debris in space and then going to an atmosphere and then obviously going transmedium to water you know maybe with their technology none of that matters because nothing can actually interact with the outside of their yeah. craft. Could be that. Well, I, that's a good point. And then maybe when you, you know, we've heard people saying about like these crafts entering and exiting the hollow earth, people are just saying that, but really these things, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter where they fly. They just, it, you know, it could, they're going right through anything. It doesn't matter. Um, so maybe that's where that kind of theory pops up from. I, I like the theory. I think. Yeah. Hey, that was a good encore on. call. Great encore. Thanks. All right. 100%. Thanks just Henry. Just Henry. Thanks for having me, boys. It's been a pleasure. All right, man. We'll talk to you. <laughs> Bye. All Have right. a good night. Bye-bye. Uh, we've come to the end of Cosmic Channels. Those Encore fucking... is over. It's a good one. It's a good one. Hey, it's I know... Lines are on fire. I know the people in the chat are like, one more bonus call. One more bonus call. How about this? If everyone here tells a few friends about Cosmic Channels, and then next week we double the listeners, 
maybe Cosmic Channel starts to go a little bit longer. Yeah. Hey, that's a fair. That's fair. I mean, we can only take so many. We can only take so many calls. Just, just the way she goes. So tell tell a friend about Cosmic Channels, about alien theorists theorizing. Get some more listeners. We take more calls. Yeah. Fair trade. Hey, I like it. Fair I like it. Trade. Tell your friends. Fuck you, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, listen to the show. Hey, I, the ad campaign's worked amazing. It's so working. It's tough. Yeah. It's the best ad. Cosmic Channels yet. Cosmic Channels is brought to you by Big Theory Productions. The Cosmic Channels are now closed. <laughs>